Welcome to part two of this episode of Between Ourselves, where we're speaking to mixed women in the UK about their black identities. If you haven't listened to part one, I'd suggest pausing and going back so you can get the full context. If you have listened to part one, then enjoy this final part. We're about to start talking about our experiences with other mixed women. What have been your experiences with other mixed women? So I've like specifically picked you guys because I know that you identify similarly to me. But I don't think we're necessarily in the majority. And how have you interfaced with other mixed people that might identify differently to you? Or do you find that actually you meet a lot of people that identify like you? I think it differs, yeah. Other, I don't, yeah, okay, I'm I, in a UK context, that's also where I'm thinking from. I don't ask anyone what they identify as, and therefore I don't even know. See, I don't, <laughs> I don't ask, even know the answer. I don't you know, ask I mean, they, But they don't... I haven't had any conversations with people about really? it. Really? Yeah, like really. It's just your life experience. Don't <laughs> don't <laughs> like, you don't have to, really, it's not compulsive. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah, and like yeah. I say, this is my line of work. I don't yeah. do the what, uh, what's yeah, your identity either. conversation uh, yeah. for the reasons I've said it is an irrelevant conversation mm. for me. Not because it's irrelevant that these things, as we've heard from our life experiences, obviously impact yeah, yeah. our life experience. It's when I'm saying irrelevant, I mean it's irrelevant insofar as is it a tool that can shift these racial. Mm. Mm justice issues and for me no it's not so that when I'm saying irrelevant that that's what I mean I think that's clearly different in different Mm. contexts so for example when I was in the states although I don't agree with a lot of ways in which the mixed race kind of mainstream conversation is manifesting and is playing itself out I genuinely understand the need for it because in the context of the one drop rule you really were not able to be mixed race there was no such thing so I understand the person's need to mm. express that like I say how it's being expressed and the lack of thought that's Can going you qualify, into it I have qualify, but just in terms of like so how would you say being mixed is different in the US as being mixed to the UK? Alright. So mm. in the UK we've always accepted race mixing, right? Mm-hmm. You've had terminology for it since slave days. It's never been it's been a taboo thing at certain times, but the very reality of that identity and the possibility of claiming it has always been there right so Mm -hmm. we've gone from half caste and mutts Mm -hmm. and whatever but there's always been the language and the recognition yeah some monikers there to to acknowledge that that's a possible state of affairs right whereas after the one drop rule in america everyone with the one drop becomes black and Mm -hmm. so for people with mixed who are racialized as mixed Mm -hmm. have had the denial or the or haven't had the space to acknowledge those experiences i mean i was just watching a documentary the other day by the famous african-america african-american and um, documentarist june cross mm, okay. and where she, her family like she was literally separated from her mother because mm. she was mixed and the family didn't know how to cope with it so so in was the, the british context or... yeah okay. so in the british so it's called secret daughter so her mother okay. was jewish mm. and she she would visit her mother in the summer but her mother would say she's my adopted daughter and it was actually her real daughter 
right? And this is a woman who's alive today, right? So likewise, yeah. I, I've just recently watched another Did documentary of life, lies? Little White oh. Lies, exactly, where you've got Stupid. a spectacular level of denial. I know. Like, I mean, uh, just <laughs> unconscionable. Just, just Google it. that. You have to white watch lies. You have to watch Lawrence Hill, have you ever read any of his? It's a, Cana- a mixed-race Canadian mm-hmm. author who... Who has written some interesting um, non-fiction and fiction? Right, right. Um, that with some of these kind of some of the mm. things you're talking about, and and historically some of those kind of. Um, so, so I think yeah. So likewise, in the British context, for example, in post-war Britain, when mm-hmm. you had those um, mothers racialized as white who <coughs> had relationships, and that generation of mixed-race mm. children who were sent off, to, and who were routinely adopted because of the social pressures for them. Having a mixed race identity, I can see that as a salient feature of Mm -hmm. their need to identify. You've been Mm -hmm. stripped from your family. You want to chase back who you want to understand your parentage. You Mm want to trace back your history. You want to know where you're from, right? So for then identifying, Mm -hmm. I I mean, whether they choose to identify, however, you know, I'm not being prescriptive about it, but I'm saying I genuinely understand the burning need a person mm-hmm. in that situation mm-hmm. would need to understand mm-hmm. that heritage. If you're a person in late 20th century London, you know, every, you know, it, you, yeah. you're not being denied your mixedness, you know, you're yeah. not in a society where you can't express yourself, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. so mm-hmm. the idea that that is somehow politically important, I question the legitimacy yeah. of that claim. But in a US context, you'd say currently there's a different... I, yeah, I think it's yeah. different because in the US, like mm-hmm. I say, there's a degree, one of social, of segregation, yep. right, such that black and white communities, mm-hmm. you can be in a in a white community and never see a black person in your life, mm-hmm. right, such that race mixing is a real shock mm-hmm. to your system, yeah. mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. you just don't have, I mean, yeah, it's not like here, right, yeah. right, yeah. that being said, yeah. like I say, the way the mainstream mixed movement is presenting itself in the US, I'm not for the way it's being played out because How it's it radically been? individualistic. So oh, there's um, a certain branch of it that is very me, myself and I, I just need to be mixed and yeah. without reference to what that means for the black community mm. without a, it situating it socially. So yeah, it kind of relies context. on narratives. You know, I just need to acknowledge my mother and I'm like, well, you ticking a census box there are multiple ways in which you can acknowledge yeah. the people that matter to you i wouldn't see bit ticking a census box yeah, as being first on the list yeah. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. throw the you know throw a party whatever i don't know send flowers <laughs> i don't know but, but you know what i mean so but yeah. but it's not the way it's done but it's that individualistic yeah. ideology such that I can express my mixedness regardless of the political and social consequences yeah. for other people yeah. of colour. That's okay. the yeah. part and, yeah, yeah. that is problematic, both here and in the yeah. US. Yes. But yeah. tying into that, what you were saying when I was saying like that my experience was that it was, you know, it differed depending on the person. Yeah. And that was very much not like, not like in a sense of like a discussion about what the mix was, but in a, uh, more how they um, socially or morally kind of ident- like mix. yeah exactly yeah. And, and their and their actions and their ways and how they moved in the world and how they mm. you know that that and that's what I saw I saw that difference not yeah. necessarily like what they would put on a form or right, what right. they would say but that was more that was evident to me in how they operated in the world you yeah. know in that yeah, sense no, absolutely. and that really varies I mm. think on you know 
Yeah, it totally does, yeah. Um, I think I asked that question mm. from my experiences. Yeah. And when I say self-identify, yeah. I don't mm. necessarily mean what they tick on a box, but yeah. I think me mm. as a mixed girl growing up in a black yeah. family, my I've sometimes been surprised when I've engaged with other mixed people that mm. are are uncomfortable with me celebrating elements of my black identity that mm, they're kind of yeah, like oh that's yeah. a bit much or, yeah, or yeah. you're looking into that a little bit yeah. and so then mm. I've had to kind of catch myself a little bit and not assume that someone yeah. who's mixed mm. would necessarily identify similarly yeah. as me or if I say like they mentioned that they're half uh, Trinidadian yeah. maybe I'd ask them about what I know yeah. about Trinidadian culture and they're offended that yeah. I ask that yeah. so I, I'm saying that in terms of I'm yeah. aware that actually the way that we identify as yeah. mixed people yeah, no. isn't the common experience of most mixed women that I meet and I've mm. I've often been pushed back against by other mixed girls mm. kind of saying that well it's a bit much well or, or you're not recognizing yeah. your white side and but it, then on the yeah 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 um I, I was yeah. in a, I was in a pub and I was talking to someone just a friend about this and saying that I'm I identify as a black woman or something I, I don't know how what conversation yeah, was part yeah. of and the waitress walking past <laughs> was like, yeah, but what about the other side? Da 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 da. Like, just yeah, having yeah, another conversation. Where was she from? Conversation. She was black and white. Okay. What does it matter? So she was she's like, the that's the always the your. But your. But what about the other side? I was like, yeah. you don't even know what my other side yeah, is anyway. Yeah, yeah. And on top but, of that, but I that's never, like the all lives never, matter comment. Yeah. yeah. You know? and, and I think it's one of the things that yeah, like you and your is that just because a person has a certain skin tone or hair texture yeah. tells you nothing about their level of consciousness yeah, about yeah, the society yeah. that we live in. Yeah, because and so I have a mixed friend who, yeah, like, for all extents and purposes, because I know it because I've lived with her yeah. in Canada, blonde, like, blonde, blonde, like, very fair, mm. blue eyes, but she is just as, like, yeah. I mean, she's out marching, yeah. but, like, she yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah. very, very, like, you know, with it. And, and like, I, yeah, and that's yeah. why I think for And then you've got black stories and, yeah, exactly. And it's confused. I'm sure it's very frustrating for <laughs> yeah. her because I think people, like, probably say things to her or they have, you know, indicated things to her which, like, they wouldn't if they, had th- if they you know... Well, I, and I understand the suspicion that people of colour, black people have of people who are racialized as mixed, because if you're in a racial system where white is the idea and there's a hierarchy around it, mm. and clearly those systems have burned you, I kind of, I understand yeah. why yeah. a person of mixed heritage, and, and to be fair, as a guy you're really intimating at, is that the, for, for some people who are racialized of mixed have have earned the suspicion you know yeah. have, have have rightly caused people to you know to question these things but i think for all people one of the detrimental things about any you know society organizer mm. around systems of domination is that they just make everyone nuts yeah you know because nothing's real Right, you what have these racial categories do or no systems of domination okay. and the narratives that are put in place 
to justify them, right? Yeah. So whether it's colour blindness, mm-hmm. that, such that a person who's racialised as mixed can say, oh, well, what about the other side? Mm. You've just failed to understand yeah, the yeah. situation yeah, yeah. that we are in, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. only reason your mixedness is a question is because of racism. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're just a person yeah. with two parents yeah. like yeah. anybody yeah. else. Yeah, like if somebody <laughs> is from, like, France, <laughs> they don't say it You've just got a mom and dad, right? Or two dads and two moms or whatever. You're just a human being. It's the racialization of mm, human yeah, beings yeah. and the objectification and mm. the systematic yeah. denigration of certain groups that makes mix a conversation yeah, to even sure. have a podcast about. Mm, so you mm, can't do mm, all lives matter. You mm, can't do what about the others. Like mm, not to deny it personally, but mm, to understand that that's not the the salient point. Mm, yeah. P- people racialize as white have the power to shift these things. That's mm, why the mm, conversation mm, yeah, is about people of yeah. color. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, oh, and I'm going to get into that with us. You have to pick your conversation. Yeah, the waitress yeah, 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 just right. needs to take the bill and keep it moving, right? But you know what I mean? I, and I think mm. for, for me, I always check, if I come across it, I try my best to stay away from people like that. Yeah. I haven't mm. got the patience, I've got to get high blood pressure. And like, <laughs> my, dad, like, my, like, my dad is like completely oblivious sometimes. Like, mm. We've travelled sometimes. Mm. Like, yeah. My dad, like, it, well, he's a lot older now, but he's, mm. when, he was, when he was younger, he would go off like photographing things and like, we were yeah. doing stuff with our mum or whatever. And he'd be like to the, somebody in the hotel, oh, like, have you seen my family? Not specifying that yeah. we don't look yeah. like anything. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then they're like, no, we haven't seen your family. He's like, oh, okay. And then like later on, he'd be like, they're right here. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me they were there? And yeah. There's like, something yeah. quite sweet about they're that. They're like, yeah, yeah. They're like, like, it's quite lovely. Nice. Yeah. Like, I think it's I quite sweet like, that he oh. didn't say that. But he used to do that kind of like But I think that's almost quite sweet though because I think the idea that because I physically don't look like someone else me and this is what race like a white supremacist ideology teaches us which i think is really yeah. problematic is that if i don't look and where look is defined as the same skin tone and mm-hmm. the same shape nose and lips yeah. then somehow i'm fundamentally different and unidentifiable mm-hmm. to somebody else like so like my mother's way racializes why it never occurred to me that i couldn't be her daughter mm. just because I'm a different like that's mm. you have to be taught to think that yeah, way yeah. right it, do you know but what I mean it, like, it, eats, it, it doesn't it eats eat away, away it, but it sends like, people it, mad yeah, like, because yeah. Because why can't I connect with you? Like none of no human looks alike other than twins looks alike anyway. Yeah. So where do we draw the line of yeah. not looking the same? Mm, you know, yeah. is there a certain height that you cross where you're so radically different from <laughs> someone who's six foot two yeah, or you know, and yeah. you're, that you can't identify with them and connect with them as a human mm. being? Like so, racialized thinking. I think it sends us. It sends mm. people insane yeah. in their understanding of what it means to just live and be in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I, and I agree with what you're saying on the. I think that disappointment sometimes from mm. where like I've kind of been like oh like maybe we're kind of similar and then I'm like yeah. oh my no, gosh crash and to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, I've had that experience yeah. with 
black women that I've assumed maybe oh no we're not on the same page that's not who of us had a Brexit moment with a person of colour or a white person oh my uncle please that's what I'm saying my uncle please yeah I mean me and my mum had a very spectacular Brexit moment but also equally a friend of mine who's racialised as black had Brexit moments with her family right so so do you you see what I mean I think we shouldn't always think that it's only us no, no. having this madness no. like yeah, the whole yeah, world yeah. is conditioned yeah. to think in these I know crazy I had this ways. Like, I mean I had this um, like and all, they're like you know all you know all white family mm. but I had this um, and we're not even that close you know mm. friend, we, just, yeah. we know each other through our, our work you know our, our trade or our work oh, right, right, yeah. and um, we sit on some committees together whatever and he'd, he'd like I think he'd sent somebody my way like a recommendation whatever and I'd got in touch with him about that, that saying thank you and made some kind of comment about Brexit and he was just like all of a sudden, this outpouring, and he was like, I can't even talk to my in-laws, blah, 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 And it was like, all this stuff came out. Yeah. And I was like, didn't even, he was just like, he's like, yeah, I can't talk to them, the idiots, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, going on. And he was just like, I was like, I don't even know. But like, yeah, okay. I, know. <laughs> I, I don't even know you like <laughs> He just felt the need to share because I said, like, how I felt. He was just like, it was like, Aww. open the floodgates. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have this in common. Are you yeah, talking but I think mm. that's the point though right is that none of this should be surprising right because no. yeah. Brexit kind of gave people a kind of the little crack in the door mm. but only to let out what always has oh, been there yeah, so sure. if you educate the people to believe that they're superior if you tie it to some kind of <clears throat> national identity which is focused around yeah. you being Nostalgic better than people of colour you know don't decolonise your education yeah mm. you know yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> then and you economically set up a system yeah, such yeah, that yeah. some groups thrive and others don't mm. lo and behold you get people with really ignorant attitudes well mm. what a surprise you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's so in a way, it's really boringly predictable. Yeah. What would be interesting is well, what does it take for us to be good people? What does it take for a country to shape a society where everyone can flourish? That's to yeah, me yeah, is yeah. the interesting question. Mm. How people get bad and confused and have negative attitudes and jacked up ways of treating other yeah. people and how that's people feel they can obvious. say to somebody who doesn't yeah. look and like they're from yeah. here that they should leave it's yeah, that absolutely they should, ridiculous I mean, yeah. crazy. But, the, but that we get these yeah. stories and these behaviours mm. shouldn't be a surprise to no. anyone, the question should be because it's so obvious how it comes about. The question is, well, now what do we do about it? How mm. do you go about the task of shifting the social dynamics and the mm. political and the economic mm. dynamics such mm. that everyone can flourish? How do you create an ideology or a, or a philosophy about a nation that isn't premised on killing other people mm. all across the planet? You know, mm. that yeah. let, let us... <coughs> Usher in that as a novel idea, you know. Yeah. Maybe you just form a country that doesn't require you to annihilate other parts of the be, globe and keep people really, in poverty. Be separated from mm. what they have what been English, for the past yes. few centuries. That's the scary thing. The that challenge. was what was. Oh, yeah. we are colonial. We are. Yeah. This is. We haven't left. Or no. they. Or who? I don't. We. Well, I like, don't know what it is. <laughs> 
you know who Britain hasn't left that yeah that, and that's what Brexit yeah. signifies and I mean and there was study but, yeah. but even before Brexit there was a study done like something like 63% of British people think that empire was a good idea yeah like, yeah. think yeah. colonialism was, was a good thing 36% of British people admit to being racist and we're allegedly in the era of political correctness. Wow. I mean, admit it out loud on a survey and yeah. you know people... Always, yes, and you know people always who did doctor it, who their did answer yeah, yeah, because yeah. they know it's being recorded. 36% admitted it out loud such that so, they would fill in the form that said, yes, I yeah. am. Wow. Right. So how many so, didn't say that, so, that are you? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. So this whole Brexit thing to me... Yeah. Like it wasn't news for it. It was yeah. valuable yeah. to me because it showed the rest of the world mm. yeah. that the that the false narrative of, of British tolerance and Britain mm. being a multi mm. yeah. multi culturally <laughs> you know utopia that lives in harmony that that the England mm. rides yeah, off yeah. that false conception of itself yeah. and mm. so I was very glad for the West, rest of the world to see England in all its true glory mm. because now we can have a <laughs> yeah, real conversation like, people having conversations now, like yeah. did you hear the other day when they were when they were interviewing um the some of the people from the Black Lives Matter movement mm. here yeah and the tone of yes. the the um the people interviewing it as if like oh well why why do you need that here it's so not the same as America yeah, yeah. Well, it was because crazy, people are getting yeah. shot all yeah. of a sudden that means there's no issues yeah like and this is one of the things that we need to do here is and again it's because of the way our understanding of yeah. racism and constructed if it's not mm. a gun-toting yeah, 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 clan yeah. killing mm. police Lynching. Shoot at lynching yeah. oh, so and fall out. Oh, it's not racist. Killed, then mm. we'll, then right. it will be irrelevant march. Or, or, relevant well, march. Well, or that yeah. a thousand five hundred people yeah. have died in police custody. Yeah, exactly. well, they're just, they're just not that, shot on um, camera. And and yeah, yeah. on tape. But exactly. also, America has a fantastic amount of homicide and killing relative to anywhere in the rest yes. of the world. So nobody's ever going to get those numbers in terms yeah, of fatality yeah, yeah. It's so, and it's so disgusting to have to think about yeah. in terms of numbers but mm. yeah but the yeah. question <laughs> is is how many lives have been dreams deferred yeah how many people That's of color in this country are locked up in mm-hmm. the criminal justice system mental how health many system. i was going to say the mental mm-hmm. health system mm-hmm. is perhaps our biggest racial yeah. issue in this country so one of the things for me that people of colour and anyone who cares about social justice and morality mm. needs to begin to describe and contextualise and articulate what does racism look like in Britain. Mm. Because it's here, mm. but like you say, it's not the lynching kind, but it's make it tangible so that you can absorb see. that. Yeah. <laughs> because they're so, not. So why is it when my child goes to nursery, there are no people of colour in the children's books? Mm. why is that and Mm. what impact does that have year after year after year why is it that the only time you want to talk about people of colour is kind of oh slavery don't worry about that 100 years ago as if yeah and Rosa Parks you know and again not to dismiss the contributions of the Rosa Parks but let's talk about the bus boycott that happened in Britain Mm -hmm. that fashioned itself on that Montgomery boycott let's talk about what's going on here and stop Mm. pretending because we don't 
not like America that mm. somehow we've achieved this mm. multiracial yeah. harmony that's a you know but Britain are the architects mm. of, of racial thinking they are the architects of yes. the colonial systems it is in the Virginia laws that racism and slavery was written out by the English you know mm. so John why do we think Locke, we're so detached from that now you know like, John Locke the person who writes the paper on tolerance yeah. is head of the you know is instrumental in the East India Company mm-hmm. like, let's talk about mm-hmm. Tell the truth, you know. Let's have an honest conversation. Yeah, you know. Dangerous to do that, though. Yeah. Well, it forces people to confront themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And it's easier to project that um, problematic, racist other over there across the ocean rather than thinking about the problems in their own Mm -hmm. backyard. Mm -hmm. And I think that. And that's always something I'm quite fascinated by. Yeah. White discomfort. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, White discomfort yeah. stops everything. Yes. Stops, and even yes. the conversation yeah. from being had. Even the music you play in a, in a, in a like, yeah. in a, in a um, if it's a mix, like, you know, if you put on something that's too, it's like, it's yeah, like oh a state. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, you've gone all going, Yeah, you're going all yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, no, you're like. music. Yeah. And also, even the hesitancy from white people to even have the conversation. And I think that is privilege in and of yes, itself absolutely. you feel so, so uncomfortable with me that even just raising this topic yeah. you can leave you, you can you choose can to not have this conversation yeah. i can't leave my skin you're color. feeling yeah. uncomfortable yeah. just yeah. talking yeah. about it yeah. you yeah. might be sitting yeah. 10 minutes and have a debate yeah. about yeah. it and yeah. this is someone's lived experience yeah. i just think i don't know they definitely don't want to talk about it yeah. I, I really don't understand and i think maybe circling back because when you were talking about how you were when you were younger and how you self-identified mm. i i think oddly maybe i've always been quite self-aware Mm. I think maybe growing up in Cambridge in a predominantly yeah. white middle class society, but yeah. being surrounded by black Zimbabwean women yeah. in my home life, I think, and also because my mum made a very conscious effort. Yeah. Mm. I only had black dolls. Yeah. We'd watch the Cosby show that's now yeah. tainted forever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I what I mean? Yeah. But like, oh, we eat traditional Zimbabwean food, so my mum made sure in my home space mm. this was validated, mm. but I had a different experience in my school life. Saying that, the church that we attended did have African American people yeah. at. Uh-huh. But I was always very aware, not necessarily in a negative mm. sense, that I was different yeah. um and that and also I, I kind of wanted like the other kids to know about like yeah you, you know the exciting stuff I'm like how do you not know about yeah. this and I suppose I found <laughs> that frustrating but then also on top of that I don't know I just think it was interesting that I think I was always not negatively aware, but I was mm. always aware that I was different to the white girls in my yeah. school with their long blonde straight yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily negatively though. Yeah. I wasn't thinking, oh, I wish I had blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. I was just but it does aware that I was so, different. Because my, my primary school was very mixed, but then when I went mm. to high school, um, I went to like a school which was predominantly white. Mm. And But because I was within Bermuda, it was kind of, I'd only be there in the day and then I'd be yeah. like with the rest of my, you know, so it was like a little small like segment, but I do definitely remember like, and that's feeling. And then also it was little weird things like, um, like, like, you know, when you're little and someone, you know, Valentine's or like dates mm. or like going mm. to, you know, movies with, and it was like, you know, it, it, there was not a lot of that because I was like, uh, you know, yeah. kind of other. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then feeling very like, wanting to get my hair to lay down yeah like just like trying everything to get my hair Time. to like lay down you know it's like you know it's not yeah. gonna do that and i actually for a couple of years had like a like a texture like which is crazy mm. now i think about it but had like a texturizer in so it would like 
I did years ago as well. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just like had, you know, yeah. it just felt like it was just... Just better this way. But when, you're, when, you're, <laughs> no, but when your hair is like, like, you know, eight times the volume of everyone around mm. you's hair, yeah. it, it makes you very self-conscious. And mm. I was somebody who was self-conscious anyway. Mm. Yeah. So it just made me... Yeah, yeah, no, and, I, and I think the clothes, that, the way the clothes were cut, yeah. felt like I just felt like they oh, were like, God, you know, just started. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And you just no, like, it makes you feel like, so you're like, I love pornographic. <laughs> I'm not trying to be, yes. but I don't understand that I'm supposed and, to do it really that, differently. And I thought I was wow. fat for years, and I played sport, was an athlete. Never, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I look yeah. back on photos now, I'm genuinely overweight and want to cry because I never was. Because clothes never fitted me, and my older, I never read girly, teeny magazines, but my older sister did, and I never forget reading in there that the perfect figure was like 36, 24, whatever, 24? That, whatever that measurement is, there yeah. was a kind of, cla- yeah, like, yeah. Ratio 24, 36, yeah. and I probably were like, one of my thighs was 24, like, it was yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and that, you had to have that gap in the middle, oh, that, 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 right, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. you know, God knows, I've n- <laughs> never had, so, and I, so I t- kind of picking up on your point on how, what your, the relationship between your home environment mm. and your outside yeah, environment, yeah, yeah. I think very much shapes how we come yeah, to understand yeah, yeah. those things. So mm. on the one hand, I was very much aware of being different from other people, but again, I didn't racialize it because you don't speak in those terms yeah, yeah, when, you're, yeah. when you're that young. But I remember, for example, in school where they said, draw the flag of where you're from, and I drew the Jamaican flag. Mm. And I don't know where that came from because my dad wasn't, like my parents divorced very young so he I mean he always visited us but Mm -hmm. he didn't talk to us about Jamaica at all but I I knew Mm -hmm. somehow and I looked I'm like how did I know that why did I know that (laughs) but at the same time being a person of color was has always been a positive experience for me as personally but at the same time I've been very much aware of the way society's treated me so I had very similar experience to you in always feeling ugly knowing the hair wasn't quite right and like and not being the big breasted blonde haired blue eyed you know individual who was the ideal in in my environment and then my mum was uh, funny because she loved not funny but she loved our little afros and she was from a generation or a kind of school of thought where they were very feminist and so the whole dressing up little girls in little ribbons and clothes and all that was not something that she did so we always looked like boys so yeah. bad enough we had the whole afro hair in the context of this little white west hansard that we got <sighs> teased relentlessly yeah. about there wasn't ever a notion of femininity yeah in the picture as well so all those things get mixed up oh. so it wasn't until i was like in my early 20s and went to america and was at an african-american university and suddenly became the hot chick on campus and I you know Gabby yeah yes. but, but then again it was racialized for like oh, you said yeah, because yeah. It's, you've got the good hair and oh, the light yeah, skin yeah, and all yeah, things yeah, I didn't yeah. believe in yeah, so yeah, yeah. and then you have people in the you know in the hallways in your dorm room saying oh well have you ever thought of straightening your hair and yeah like, the ones yeah. you know so it's always these issues around yeah. beauty are very mm, a complicated yeah, mix very of that racial kind yeah. of narrative yeah. what your parent what the images your mm, parents mm, so race mm, was never talked about in my home mm. 
so oh, there wouldn't no. have been yeah. never no see, neither was there mine always neither was there my family my mum always talking yeah. about it oh wow see, my mum had like always used to have had Napa for ages mm. and always and then obviously and like I was talking about corporate world and stuff like that she must have had her hair like straightened for a very mm. When it was short for very, but it was before I was born, so yeah. I don't remember that because I always remember her, and she had like a bit like her her hair has has a bit of a texturizer in it, but it's yeah. not like a loose one, so it yeah. just looks like it looks like kind of an afro, but just a bit like yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but it's not yeah. a, like it definitely looks like kind of I guess you could say like ethnic, and she's always yeah. had her hair like that, so it's a natural type of hair like yeah. look. So I always had that experience, like I ne- mm-hmm. and I never had like like. She never had her hair straight, like straight, or mm. she never permed it like that, and she never had my hair done like that. Yeah. So that, like, so because that, luckily I ha- I think if I hadn't have had that as a grounding, and then I had the yeah. pressure to learn, then it would have been really difficult. But because mm. I had that, yeah, and like same with my grandmother. My grandmother's hair, she used to press it, but she mm. never like permed it. Mm. So you know, mm. so I think like if that was kind of a good ballast as a way, in mm. a way for me, because I think if I hadn't have had that, then when I got those pressures later on, it would have been really yeah. easy to just That's be nice like. Well. Yeah. Like I've got, I've got to, you know, I've yeah, got to do have this. To do yeah. yeah. So the final question that we've kind of covered a little bit already is, what do you think of the image that society often projects of the mixed race ideal, almost an embodied example of a post-racial society? <laughs> I can say, I mean, I yeah. think it's deeply deeply problematic actually i'm yeah. writing a book about it of mixed race as a poster child for a post-racial society i think is utterly ridiculous actually mm-hmm. i mean i in the book i'll develop more sophisticated philosophical <laughs> arguments for it but i think it's just ridiculous that we can even suggest post-racial That's my, when yeah. ra- when racism is so glaringly obvious as a global phenomenon i just think it's yeah. fundamental it, it really it speaks to people's desire to cover up this issue mm-hmm. and it speaks to people's um agenda in kind of maintaining systems of domination that are really about the exploitation and the oppression of other people Mm. and i think regardless of how you're racialized in this current system all of us have to stand against that and Mm. call it out for what it is the idea that we're post-racial it it can't just look at what's happening with with now with like the refugees compared to like other times Mm. when there was masses of refugees and they were happen to be look different and there was oh yes we're gonna help you we can take Mm. you with open arms but now it's like Uh, yeah and, and beyond even these kind of simplistic ideas of race in and of themselves i was just reading angela davis wonderful new book freedom is a constant struggle and she talks about how we need to flag up how all these different injustices mm. across the globe are connected. Yeah. Mm. So there's a relationship between the poverty in Pakistan mm. and the economics of America. There's a relationship yeah. between what's going on in Palestine and what's going on over here. You know, we have to flag up all instances of in of injustice across the board and and, and that's not to say that we because obviously we can't fight passionately for every single wrongdoing that's happening in our planet you you know it's it's too overwhelming but i think that we have to be globally aware that there is a certain and Mm -hmm. i love bell hooks's phrase she calls it imperialist imperialist white supremacist 
capitalist patriarchy Mm -hmm. and we have to understand that it is those interlocking systems of domination that currently govern our planet Mm -hmm. and be mindful of how what we do wherever we personally are situated how they contribute to either maintaining those systems or dismantling those Mm -hmm. systems Mm -hmm. and for me the suggestion that we're post-racial clearly is in service of maintaining those systems Mm -hmm. and doesn't have the large majority of the (coughs) planet's people or the environment at its heart Mm -hmm. to make that suggestion. Yeah. as mixed we should be deeply offended that mm. people are trying to use us yeah. to perpetuate that yeah. myth because it is yeah. self-destructive mm. yes. so we shouldn't not only oppose it just because it's false mm. but we should really take exception that you're actually using me you're making me complicit mm. mm-hmm. in the destruction of my own people like scandalous really mm. scandalous mm. you know yeah. and that i and if any way i'm being manoeuvred in that way if mm. any way I'm you're trying mm. to represent me that yeah, way yeah, then yeah, I absolutely reject it and we need to speak up about it and mm-hmm. say no you know you're not using me in service of that yeah. agenda it's not happening today <laughs> I'll do that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think and I that's when I really think people and they don't really admit it but I think you know and it shows up when it's situations like now where we have like mm. this cra- this people yeah. that are having to leave incredibly um, you know, dangerous, like, you know, crazy situations. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're leaving just because, you know, oh, we want more opportunity. They're leaving yeah. because, like, you know, their house is literally like a rubble. Life, you know, and, yeah. and, and people are like, you know, they're like, oh, well, are they migrants? Are they this? Are they that? Whatever. It's like the last time people wanted to leave for reasons that were less, less extreme. Like in their right you mind, we've come like, to England. Yeah. This little miserable drab, cold, <laughs> grey. No, exactly. People think it's like why, the land of honey and milk yeah. or something. What are you talking yeah. about? It's not like I would like. It's about your own humanity. Yeah. If your life, yeah, if your life is predicated on mm. other people literally yeah. dying on mass, living in poverty, then you've been yeah. and and you don't care. No. You've been stripped of your yeah. humanity, yeah. right? Yeah. You you have lost what it means to be a spiritual, psychological, moral being, which mm. humans are, and a social being, which I think humans yeah. fundamentally are. Mm. But and I so, think the problem is that actually, and that's where this, when you're talking about this, that they actually don't see them as yeah. the same yeah, as no, them. Yeah. 
And that's and that's scary. what I mean. That's that the loss of humanity. Yeah, that's a scary that's thing. It's like it's sad, yeah. but yeah, not really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's that's the thing because they don't they don't I don't think they see, see themselves as yeah. that like you know people of color mm. as yes. people yeah who had lives yeah. and yeah. were were working in the in same schools. way in the well, same in, way yeah, it's not the same, same kind way. of life you're human but not the same yeah. kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. human it's, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's it's just that's the thing mm. that's you, and you and people don't realize that they're actually even doing it yeah mm. well you were talking before about pain right there was a recent study done um, by. Uh, gonna forget i'm terrible with names but i remember <coughs> the ideas um done around pain in the context of the hospital yeah where they showed that when patients of color reported their pain levels the surgeons doctors and nurses and whoever who pre- prescribe or attend I'm to just those gonna have to take a deep before you right. say what you're gonna say yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, right. i'm gonna get really upset red, red. <laughs> And, and under when they heard, you know, I'm experiencing this pain and, you know, they say of, of a level of whatever, that they actually didn't recognise people of colour's pain in the same way. And yeah. so they got yeah. much less prescription to address that pain. So it's the the perception yeah. going and how it impacts people's lives in yeah, very yeah, real time. I have a perfect example of this. Yeah. I was in a car, this is like, this is crazy. And probably maybe, I don't know if they should be on the record or off the record, but I was in a car accident. Mm. Uh, me and another woman and it was reported and this is even this is in Bermuda so yeah. it's like it was reported um that you know two of us were in an accident and that it was reported that the other lady was um was um badly or I can't remember the word mm. critically or something injured yeah. and then I was like injured minorly injured mm. I had a fractured sternum she didn't have any <gasps> she didn't have any um she, and she would like you yeah. know and she, and and like it's just like the perception, the, yeah. right? Was she a white lady? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that and that people of colour yeah. are somehow innately designed to withstand pain. trauma and pain, especially of the physical kind, but of the and mental the kind, and, and come up singing and smiling. You mm. know, at the end yeah. of it is. is and they didn't even of that they didn't like and like even in even in the hospital like streaming. They're like asking me questions and stuff. And they're like, well, we're just going to check just to like, oh, it's probably this is because I was in Bermuda, but maybe mm. it would have been different if I was here. Because he was like, well, you, like, we're just going to do some checks just to make sure because mm. I don't think that you have these, but I'm a bit concerned about this. And it was mm. when they did the test, he was like, he came back in, he was surprised. Yeah. He was like, oh my God, you have a, like, oh, it's a bad break. You've yeah. got a fractured sternum. Maybe like, even your reaction to your, mm. with your own pain, you don't yeah, display. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah. and, I think yeah. that's what it is because I think there's this, like, thing that you there's have to, like, hold that you're yeah, a strong yeah, black yeah. woman, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You have to live that stereotype whether yeah. it's to your detriment or not. Yeah, because, exactly. Mm. Yeah. That's so yeah. We were talking about this in a workshop this week that I did mm. around um, black women and mental health yeah, and the strong yeah. black woman stereotype yeah. and how, in some ways some people have internalised that notion mm-hmm. that, you know, we are stronger or I can endure it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that actually when white doctors are reading you, mm-hmm. they're reading you through a lens of actually white notions of what yeah. are markers of depression yeah. or whatever. And therefore if it mm-hmm. comes up in a different way, then yeah. you're not going to be read by the system. Yeah. And on top of that, you're a black woman holding it together mm-hmm. and therefore, unless you're That's crying, the first time in front of me. As and, as and another, when I was young, yeah. I was an and I um, cracked ribs and oh I got sent... I got sent um, back home and it only oh, turned up like weeks later and it was a different doctor mm. who saw me weeks later and he was like I can't believe they didn't see this yeah. like because I was about six, like 15 or 16 oh and he was like I can't believe that they like this, they missed this yeah. and like not only that and it was like um, I had like damage to my like spine and stuff that oh was missed God. because yeah. because apparently my disposition was like not like somebody yeah. who 
had been like you know because I was somewhat upbeat and I wasn't like you know like you don't yeah. present it yeah. yeah as if that's your fault yeah, yeah. so, so you, uh, that yeah. makes me like how many people have not got proper treatment mm-hmm. because of the assumptions like you're mm-hmm. saying and that's why when you said that I was like I'll have to brace myself yeah, because yeah. well like, and also I think I mean one of the routine narratives that you is all you know black people that, or people of colour you know they, they don't go and get their self checked they don't use the medical services that are available yeah. whether it's for yeah. healthy living yeah. or whatever yeah. but what's never accompanies that narrative is how are black people treated when mm-hmm. they engage with state services whether it's yeah medically whether it's social workers whether it's the police or whoever yes. these are not institutions that we can yeah, yeah. rightly say that like we for trust me i'm to always terrified like anything right. with, like yeah. please even if it's like i mean i know that i'm in the right i'm like oh my god yeah oh my you've god. got to write it down you've got to take <laughs> yeah. a note so yeah. the suggestion Recall. that these yeah, yeah. that these systems that are supposedly here yeah. to protect and serve and help our health mm-hmm. actually do that is deeply fictitious you know mm-hmm. and so again it's about shifting that narrative just to make it a more honest one yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. if i don't report like i i can't say i mean i'd have to be at death's door to go to a doctor yeah yeah i really, really, I really, I, I, don't it go. would be the last person i called mm. i tried to take care of it myself yeah, yeah. any which way i could likewise mm. if i had an issue the police would be the last people mm. why would yeah, i yeah, yeah. to invite the madness why yeah, would i like to nurse i'll catch a doctor i go to the doctor but do you see what i mean the point the point is is that we have to understand that that's a condition. No, but that's conditioned. Yeah, and not only it's a smart it's thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. some paranoia. Yeah. Like there are real, yeah. as you've just described. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, there are real reasons yeah. why people are distrusting of these systems. So again, it's about well, let's be honest about the context that we're working in. Mm. People yeah. that have the power currently yeah. to change those things yeah. aren't gonna listen. Mm. Well, I. Oh, yeah. the likelihood of them listening to that mm. and being like oh yeah. shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. actually some staff training like, yeah we won't hold uh, our breath <laughs> you're, you're, you're calling the race mm. card no, yeah no, that, yeah that's what yeah kind of in everything i don't know even when sadiq khan was running for mm. london mayor yeah, Zach yeah, totally, had this yeah. horrible campaign against him and mm. it's like um actually i think it's quite you know he's yeah. used the word extreme mm. and mm. i'm and it's just like yeah, yeah. it's really terrible and then yeah and and then zach goldsmith was like you're pulling the race card out and it's just like just you don't get to say no, that actually no. mate you yeah, know but yeah. in these institutions that's what that's you're going to be met with yeah. if yeah. you yeah. even verbalize that mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure definitely thank you very much for all your contribution it's been thank you.